Martin Luther is the one that said, don't preach about the crown until you've preached about the cross. Don't talk about the glory until you've dealt with the agony. Quite often, as I said earlier, we want to rush through the day when Jesus went to the cross and died. We live on the other side of the cross. But until we've, we've wrestled with the death of Jesus and the agony, I'm not sure what the resurrection means to us. So what did the, what did the disciples think? What did the people around think? I think the question was, what do we do? Martin Luther was the one who said, I'm kidding. What did they ask? wonder if they said, now, now what do we do? They're locked in a room. They're, they're hiding away. They don't know what's going to happen now. Wonder if their conversation was a little bit like, hey, don't, don't, don't look out, don't get too close to the window, somebody might see you. You know they're looking for us too. Don't get too close to the window. I know they're looking for us also. They could come at any moment. They wrestled with disappointment. They wrestled with shattered dreams. With regret? With again the question, what, what are we going to do now? Hopelessness. Where we go from here? I imagine one of them said this, I sure thought he was going to be the one. I thought he was going to be the ticket that we had been longing for, looking for, praying for, for a long time. To finally, finally overthrow these corrupt Romans and all of these pagans and to set Israel back on the throne. I thought for sure that was the man to do it. wonder if their conversation looked back to, to the previous week. They're huddled up again. The doors are locked. They said, boy, what a, what a great beginning to that. I mean, that guy, Jesus, he, you remember last week? He did a number on the temple. And he walked in there. He was throwing tables around. They were looking at him like, who is this? Who does he think he is? And nobody stopped him. They were just looking at him. And he said, this place, my father's house, is to be a place of prayer. You've just turned it into a marketplace. And their eyes were just as big as could be. He said, I'll never forget that. Someone said, yeah, and how about the parade? I mean, there were 
people lining the streets. They were chanting and they were shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest! And again, a lot of religious folks were looking around like, do you, do you see what's going on? You remember that one guy came up to Jesus and said, you better tell your disciples to stop this. That was so funny to watch him do that. They couldn't stop him. He just right on through Jerusalem. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Somebody else said, I'm not sure why, though. He, he was riding on a donkey. I'm not sure Jesus knew that donkey is a symbol for peace. See, I think he should have been on a stallion, right, coming into Jerusalem. Because a stallion, when you ride the stallion into town, that's a symbol of, I have just conquered. But he was riding on a donkey. I wonder if they had a discussion about that. I'm not sure why he rode a donkey. Do you know, Peter? Do you know? I don't know. Somebody says, you know, I thought after that parade that he was going to finally assign a military general. He was going to do it and we were going to start recruiting soldiers. But he didn't do that. How about that meal we had together? We sat around. Jesus talked to us. And he talked about the end but I just never thought it would come to this. Somebody says, yeah. We left there and went to the garden. Oh, I'll never forget the time of prayer with Jesus. But I couldn't stay awake. It was so much. It was so long. I mean, it was like Jesus was just totally connected to God. I prayed for a little bit, but I fell asleep. And He came by and He said, hey, wake up. Remember. Remember. Spirit's willing. But the flesh is weak. And then they got him. I, I couldn't even go and, and, and see what they did to him. I heard that they beat him and that when he stood before the crowd, he, he was almost unrecognizable, just marred, bloody. I, I couldn't even go to the cross. I couldn't stand to see that. And yeah, if I have to be honest, one of the main reasons I didn't go is because I was afraid that they were going to grab me. And in my thinking, I thought, well, you know what? They've already got the leader. Why should they get everybody else? And so I just stayed home. But apparently it was pretty tough. It was a rough scene. And now he's gone. You guys don't remember that time when we were out in the boat and the storm came up and here comes Jesus walking on water and, and, uh, and we didn't understand who, who this guy was. You remember the time when he looked up to the storm and he said, Peace! Be still. Got quiet. Remember, nobody said a word. We didn't know what to do. Well, I could sure use Jesus now to come calm the storm in my heart and mind. So yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that time. But you know, He also said not too long ago, He looked at us and He said to us, 
Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let that happen. And He told us, believe in Me. Trust in Me. I'm not sure where this leads, guys, but I think we ought to trust in Him. I imagine they laughed too at Peter for some of the things that Peter said and did. They probably said, you, Peter, remember that time he put you in your place? You were telling him you're not going to go and be crucified and died. And, and Jesus turned around and looked at you and said, get behind me, Satan. Right? And we all, our mouths all just dropped open. Never forget those times. I just couldn't believe how marred and bloody and beaten he looked. You know, I wish he hadn't let him do that to him. I, I wish he had at least called 10,000 angels, you know. Come off that cross. Help us start a new revolution. Help us gain what we never could by, by the power and the force and the might. Do something. Don't just sit there. What, what do we do now? What, what are we supposed to do? That's our only hope. I don't know. I guess we go back to work. So imagine as they sat in the room with the doors locked that day that they felt incredible disappointment. Hopelessness. I bet they did feel regret. I let him down. I didn't stand up for him. I was just there for the ride. I was just, this was fun. I was, it was fun to watch what he did. It was, it was fun to watch him put to shame all those religious people. I really, I, I wasn't willing to die with him. Fear. Excuses, anger, letting him down. But what they dealt with was death. And it scared them to death. It's what death does to human beings. We'll invest every last dime to take any kind of medicine, lotion, ointment, cream so we don't age so fast, so we won't die. And in that situation, those disciples are no different than us. They were afraid. See, they wanted the glory. They wanted the power. They wanted, they wanted Messiah to ride in on the stallion and just crush the enemy. I'm honest, oftentimes that's what I want in Jesus too. Oh God, how long? Oh God, when are you going to show up? Jesus, when are you going to come and wipe out the enemy and slay them? And because we're afraid.
Even today, knowing the story, we ask, Jesus, how long are you going to be in the tomb? We need you up. We need you moving. We need you. We need you healing. We need you to. We need resurrection power today. But today. He's dead. And he's in the tomb. And the dreams are shattered. God, what do we do now? Oh, God, how long? God, come to our rescue. Somebody says, well, maybe disappointment and heartache are the portal into unexpected new life and opportunity. Maybe disappointment and heartache are the portals into unexpected new life and opportunity. Somebody might have asked, do you think this was his purpose? I hope so. But you know what, guys? It's time for us to get some sleep. It's dark. Maybe tomorrow will be better. God help us. Because we're afraid. And I think that's where they were. And I think all of us can relate to disappointment and heartache and regret and fear and letting people down and letting God down. That's the death of Jesus. So let me give you a little preview. Next Sunday, we'll start in the dark. And we'll talk about and we'll sing about the resurrection. And the lights will come up. And we'll praise God for it. But you know what? This week, we need to deal with ourselves. We need to hurt and cry. And ask for forgiveness. And work on overcoming our fears. And deal with our disappointments. How many times do we say, well, you know, if only... If only... And you fill in the blank. If only that, then my life wouldn't be like this right now. If only He... He's the one. If only she, if she would have. If they would only listen. They would only, if they would, if they, if they would only do it my way. We live in disappointment and fear and excuses. There's the Savior in the tomb. Let him stay there for a while and let us contemplate what Jesus did for us. Oh God, how long? 
Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Let's stand and sing. If we can pray for you this morning, come to the front right now.